Minds episode Hello, 19. good morning, good afternoon. This is Prime Minds. This is episode 19. And we're back with you again. You know who it is. If, if you're a listener, you probably listened to all 18 episodes. This is the 19th one. This is King Dav. And we have a very extra special treat today. We have two exceptional women from Web3 that we're going to get into and talk to in a little bit here. But first, the guys are here, all four of us. We have Z-Mac and we have V2G. We have By the Dip. How are y'all feeling? How, how's it going in your side of the U.S., United States of America? Hey, what's up? This is By the Dip, man. Uh, feeling good, dude. It's been a good uh, month, good week. I know we have a little dip in ETH, but uh, still feeling bullish and uh, just ready to get the day started, man, with you boys. Yep, I'm waiting. I know you're not going to give us any financial advice, but I'm, I'm still waiting. Even in our personal conversations, I'm waiting for you to tell me we went to DCA and to ETH and all the rest. So you don't got to tell the world, but you can tell me, man. Yeah, definitely, man. I'm <laughs> Matt, on the watch, too. <laughs> Matt, Mac, how you feeling? Oh, man, it's, it's, it's very relaxing today. Uh, the heat in the Pacific Northwest has broken. We got, we're back to our beautiful... Cloudy, cloudy gray skies, man. But no, it's cool. It's cooler. I'm um, here chilling with you boys, getting ready to go watch a concert tonight. So I'm, I'm excited. I know the market's kind of, you know, doing its thing, but we're not going to let that hold us back because we'll, we'll win either way, whether it goes up or down. We're going to, we're going to get ahead, boys. Amen, bro. All right, Mac, are you DCAing into ETH yet? Uh, I got a little bit, but I usually just, right now I'm just kind of waiting to see which way it goes, because I have a feeling it's going to go back down. Hey, y'all, I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody bought at 860. I know I didn't. No. I was mad as hell. Vita, what's up, man? Hey. How you feeling? Oh, I, I'm good. I'm good, King Dad. You're always using acronyms I don't know. Uh, what does DCA mean? Uh, dollar cost average. Oh! We talked about that. Number two and number three, we talked about it. You didn't listen to your own episode. Uh, maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. It's tough to say. <laughs> <at this point. laughs> um, no, I'm good, man. It's been a it's been a long week. Um, it's going to continue to be a long month just for me personally and professionally. But um, I don't. This is just a, a little ray of sunshine getting to hang out with you guys on Saturday morning. We got some uh, exciting guests, so I'm looking forward to getting into it. Right, right. Actually, um, by the dip, what's what's the uh, concept? Like, what is DCA and what's the concept of that? Uh, you want just, to explain that for us? Yeah, it's just uh, averaging down, man, because a lot of people, they do buy at the top. No one can um, successfully predict the bottom, right? You can get as close as you want to it, but no one's ever going to get to the bottom. And then sometimes it even crashes more. So just buying at a lower price just helps you average down what you already have. Uh-huh. Right, right. So I look at it as like, if you want to, say you want to put $1,000 into the market, right? Like you don't just ape in $1,000, boom, buy it at that price. You're going to want to spread it out. So you might do $100 uh, once a week for 10 weeks, equal to a thousand, or even do it once a day if you're really impatient. Right. Just to kind of spread, spread that average out. Yeah. The easiest way to look at it is say you have a hundred dollars. ETH is at a hundred dollars. You can buy 0.1 ETH when it's at a hundred and then it goes down to 75 and you buy another 0.1. You keep doing that. If, if it goes down to $50, you're going to have a lot more ETH with that $100 than if you would have bought all of it when it was at $100, right? That was the easy way to explain it? You could, like, yeah, now I'm, I'm just, my, I'm not my, even my doing brain's that. not smart. My brain's not even smart, man. I can't even. <laughs> I'm once a week, once a week, 100 equals 1,000. And then you spread out 
like you kind of spread out your risk. But yeah, it's the same thing. I think said the same way. Um, <laughs> and the reason is because you know ETH goes up and down so so bad, right? So let's say you were going to buy at nineteen hundred three days ago, and 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 you put nineteen hundred in, and then it just went down three hundred dollars. So you're out three hundred already, right? If you would have did it once a day, you would have spread that out a little bit. So it's, it's it's a good way to come in, unless you just honestly. But what I've been doing, I'll ask myself, is like. I just put in the amount of ETH for an NFT that I want, and I just purchase it just exactly that way. I'm just, I'm just holding it. I'm holding ETH and NFTs for the most part. Not financial advice. Guys, we want to um, recap things in CA before we bring our, our, our guests up? Yeah, I think uh, there was some exciting stuff with the, the sleeping carcan on this week. Uh, we're getting pretty close to what looks like a functional version of Slice of Messina. Um, some of the devs have mentioned that the sign-up for that is coming out in the next week or two, I think is what they said. Uh, don't hold me to that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, in this image that uh, that Dip is pulling up here right now, um, there is a lot of clues in the background of this. Um, and that's that's one of the things I like about the devs is that they put a lot of little things in the background of images. So if you're really paying attention, you can get um, some glimpses. Uh, so one thing for me is uh, you can actually see there's a Carcadon in the top left on the second tier. There's another player back there. Um, you know, so that, that's just cool to seeing that there are actually, there's another player within the Sleeping Carcadon. We've only seen What a Dick. That is his actual name or their actual <laughs> name. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not calling this someone, this somebody something. We're that's their trolling. name. We're not trying. <laughs> what a dick. What a dick for being the only one in there in the slice. Like, yeah, how did yeah. he get in there? Is that why that's his name? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, he just, he was such a dick. They, they had to let him in, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Dancing with the, uh, the Whisperer. Whisperer had some moves, man. He's dancing right. by himself. Listen, they love dancing, man. Like it's just, it's. I think that's awesome. That Why the did the champions already build dancing into it before they built the battling? <laughs> They're like, <laughs> we don't need battles. We need dance offs. You know what? You know what? It should be just the prime eternals. I have all those dope ass moves. Like it should just be the prime eternals that dance. Right? All the other ones are lame yeah, as hell. Dope ass moves. And the primes are the dancers. You actually get an upgrade in your dance moves when you ascend. Like yes, it. yes, it. yes, Ooh. yes. You yeah, know, you mean all the grunts are just going to be doing the Carlton, <laughs> or the monkey? Yes, <laughs> the monkey. They can upgrade to the Macarena, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, the slice looks good. I think uh, uh, we got a little bit of a. Uh, well, we had the timeline right, so it's looking at the end of summer, which is September. You know, so that that's what we're looking at. End of September, it looks like, which is fine. Hey, it's done right. It's going to be fun. Like hype for the game so that's exciting news um and it looks good what else in ca is going on and i think i know but i'm not recalling right now what's what else is happening did you see that uh the second leak because it was a double leak and then they released that second re leak where it was uh the emperor inside of what looks like uh, a distressed emperor inside of what looks like to be a looking glass with 12 like purplish cosmic um, spaces surrounding him. Oh, they said, what like is this? Arcane thing, yeah. So it's like, hmm, what could it be? I wonder if it's uh, one of the quests that you have to like complete multiple quests to do something to get to that center quest. Interesting. 
I, I'd actually thought uh, maybe it's a, a leaderboard of some variety. Uh-huh. Maybe you are super i don't know some there's some metric where you know depending on how you do in the game or you, you know your interaction with the community all that then like you become like a shield for the emperor so you'd be like maybe you could have your prime become like the personal guard of the emperor or something it was just a random idea that popped into my head when i saw it i doubt it's that but it sounded <laughs> cool <laughs> no, it, may, it looks good it makes sense it looks like something where it's like you're selecting your character if you're playing like like a loading it's screen too bro because there's 12 spots for 12 families, but Ice Toad already shot that down. Mm-hmm. I, that oh. was one of the first things that came into my mind. was character selection, right? Mm-hmm. Or they've already given us... Like, yeah, like an equip, equipment or something. Like, you can choose equipment for your, your character, but maybe not. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm sure there was something else. I think we discussed at least one other thing. We've got other things today, though, to worry about. Okay. Well, should we bring our guests up? It's already, yeah, we're already 10 minutes Ooh. in. That's All right, let's bring our now. guests to the stage. We have, and we are graced yeah. with the presence of some, some wonderful ladies in Web3, like I was saying. We have Erica of G Media, uh, and we have Sarah Austin of Q Globe. Both of them together are co founders of Gaming FTW, which is a Guild and Champions Ascension. How are you ladies doing today? Hello, doing fabulous. How are you? I'm good. I think we're good. And that good. is And that's Erica or Sarah. This this is Erica. I'm Erica. Hello. Hi. And this is Erica. Sarah. <laughs> Hi Sarah. Are you also doing good? Good, good. Doing great. Thanks so much. Thanks for having us on. Amazing. Let's get into it. Like, um, you know, we, we could talk about everything that you're doing and all that, but we'd like to go back a little bit to the origin story. I'm wondering, y'all can take it one at a time or talk the other, however you're feeling. Um, what was your journey into cryptocurrency? Like, when did you, like, when did you notice this was an, an opportunity, an economic opportunity, and, and what was your journey there? Or when did you first hear about crypto? And got you interested in it. Yeah, definitely. Sarah, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Um, sure, yeah, I can go first. Uh, basically, my friend, um, she's a cryptocurrency journalist for Cointelegraph. And she's been there for a long time. And she was going to a conference in Hong Kong. And she said that the conference would let her bring a friend if she kn- knew a friend who wanted to come. And um, she invited me to come with her. So um, I went to a cryptocurrency conference. I think it was like in 2014. Um, So it was a long time ago. And um, back then she was a writer for Forbes magazine. So she was very early pioneering the space. And I was just lucky to get to go to this conference with her and learn about crypto. So yeah, that's how I got into it. Yeah, I, would, I think I made a heard of the word Bitcoin, but I had no idea what it was. So that was very early. That's amazing. And yeah. And um, I, um, I got into crypto. I don't even remember how, but I'm pretty sure it was like down the rabbit hole of a Reddit thread or something like that, probably. Um, so I got in in 2017. 
um, pretty much like right before, like right at all time highs, you know, um, that's when I got in and then the big crypto crash <laughs> happened. So I kind of like laid low for a while. Like I just held on to what I had. I didn't really like pay attention to anything, didn't buy anything. Um, and then I actually got back into crypto last year during like the uh, GMC or AMC and GameStop whole thing. So that actually brought me back into crypto. And I realized that I actually like I missed it. Like I'm not a, a stock trader or anything like that. But for some reason, like crypto just like really excites me and it just resonated with me. And so I was like, you know what? I left for a little while, but now I'm here to stay. Like, this is going to be with me for, like, my whole entire life. And I, you know, I didn't really have any friends that were into it, unfortunately. And so I didn't have anybody to talk to it about. It was, like, it was kind of, like, isolating. And so I created this Instagram page where I was trying to, like, educate and, like, bring people into crypto. And then I got on Twitter. And then, as you know, Twitter, that's the place to be if you are into crypto. So... The rest is kind of history, and I started doing uh, Twitter Spaces, signed on with Gokstein Media. Um, I also work for Chibi Labs, and then I met Sarah uh, just randomly, and I, you know, we both realized that we both are women who love to play games and are super active in crypto, and so we really just hit it off. Uh, we got to meet for the first time in person at NFT NYC this last uh, this year, which was amazing. Uh, and, you know, we got to talk about Champions Ascension and how much we both really liked it and are excited about the game. And then Sarah was like, we should start a guild. And I was like, hell yeah, let's do it. And so that's uh, that's our what we're basically doing right now. So we're, we're getting that off the ground and I'm really excited about it. Nice. Okay. So, so y'all been to crypto for a while, which is good. So, and I think just kind of like, like us, right. The prime minds over here is, uh, we see a big opportunity in gaming, a big future in gaming and NFTs. Do y'all feel the same way with the gaming part then? Do you feel like that's the next iteration of NFTs and web three? Yeah, I mean, if you look at just the stats alone, um, there's a huge, well, okay, so first of all, gaming and NFTs have been around for a long time. They just haven't been called NFTs before. So that is nothing new within game assets. And if you look at the $300 billion market that is traditional gaming, half of that is in-game asset purchases. So that market alone is $150 billion. And then if you look at the money spent this year, just this year, and we haven't finished this year yet, it was $25 billion plus spent on in-game asset NFTs. So it's growing. That's a lot of money. Yes. A lot of money. <laughs> right, right, right. And you know, so I want to go back a, a little bit. Uh, Eric, I heard so you say something like you, you entered in at the all-time high in 2017. I bet you a lot more people just entered in at the newest all-time high, like just, I think it was November, December, just recently. Um, what, what kind of advice can you give the people that maybe entered all-time high, experience in a bear market? And then it's a two-part question for both of you, maybe. What do you think the next bull market will look like? Yeah, for sure. So anybody who did get in at this last all-time high, I feel you. <laughs> it sucks. My portfolio was red, like red, red, very red 
deep red for like for three years. Um, so I would, you know, you only lose money when you sell, right? And I'm not here to give financial advice or anything like that. But you know, sometimes if you just kind of hold your position, it will go green depending on what you got in at. And so I think that there is, you know, there's a lot of volatility in the market. But if you look at the trends, you know, crypto will go like way up and then it'll do a huge retrace. But, you know, it always seems to go down, but it always seems to come back up. And so I am hopeful, uh, you know, pretty positive and pretty confident that um, it, it is it is going to come back up. But what will the next bull run look like? Gosh, I don't know. Um, I'm hoping that Bitcoin is going to go up to like 100K, but we'll see. I, I, I'm really not sure. I'm pretty positive, positive that it'll go up to 100 Oh, was there an echo? Oh, it's so we're thinking... We're thinking 100, 100,000. Oh, we're good now. Go ahead, Sarah. Okay, cool. Yeah. A hundred. Yeah. So a hundred K, I think that Bitcoin will hit a hundred K for sure. Um, I mean, I know the halving is not going to happen for two years, but even if it takes two years, Bitcoin will go to 100. It's inevitable. Um, we're talking about a deflationary currency. Um, you know, you're talking about essentially the 12th sector of the SMP. 500 like crypto is here to stay and bitcoin is the leader and it's not going away anytime soon so i think it's just a matter of time and i think we might see it at 100k in the next uh having in a couple years so a quick question to you guys to uh pertain to both of you when it comes to ethereum proof of stake how do you guys what do you guys think of that and do you think it's gonna uh be positive for the crypto space once they do the merge next month That's a good question. Um, that's a good question. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I mean, I think that it's been um, just like promised so many times and they haven't come through with it. But now Vitalik has announced it's coming through. Although we know Vitalik is in it for the long run and he's not going anywhere anytime soon. So if it's uh, um, not a, a success, he's, you know, he's okay with that and he's not selling his ETH anytime soon so um i think it's hard to say to get the indicators from vitalik or leadership i think also um it could go well and the tech could work so we will just have to wait and see but yeah it's been uh, a long awaited surprise to hear this uh this news that eth2 is actually happening so yeah we will see what the tech can actually do you know it is a software so this is uh this is very tbd at the moment yeah i think it's definitely positive too i agree with what sarah is saying and especially the most positive thing for me anyway and i think for a lot of people is the fact that gas prices are predicted i mean vitalik said they were going to go down to like a you know a couple cents a transaction right and so that's that's amazing i don't know how much i spent buying nfts and gas um i don't really want to look at that number but it was it was a lot um so if we can get that number down that would be amazing and wasn't it i think it was other side where people spent a couple grand in gas fees just to mint their other side land um or not even yeah. mint one yeah, or not even then. Yeah, exactly. Um, so 
Yeah, it's it, it will be exciting to see those prices come down on the on the gas and transaction fees. Um, so I'm I'm curious, you know, just as we've talked about, you know, gotten a little bit into both of y'all's history in crypto, um, you know, your what seems like very positive outlooks for um, where we're headed next. So why did you decide to, you know, build your own platform, your, this media element that you've had? Um, in in what ways do you think it's important for folks to to build their own platform, or how has that been transformative in your life? Yeah, for sure. So for me, um, when I was on Instagram and I built, I called it Babes in Crypto Land. I just thought it was like awesome, and um, you know the logo that went with it and everything like that. But um, it was important. To, for me, because like I said, it, crypto was very isolating, not having any of my friends really interested in it. And so for me, it was an outlet. So it was super, super important for me to have that. And um, and then that lead me, led me into other things. But what I realized is, you know, when I was doing this on my own, is that it was a way to get everything out, but I was still a one-man show. And when I started getting on Twitter spaces and I realized there's a whole community of people that will literally talk about crypto 24-7 if you want to, that was amazing. And so that was like, I found my tribe, I found my circle, um, I started meeting with some of these amazing people. And one of them is David Gokstein. He's a crypto OG. He has a media company. He's, you know, he's very, very passionate about the space, about building it up, education, everything like that. And so, you know, I was in a circle with him and that that was really amazing. And they approached me to start doing AMAs and gaming AMAs. And at first I was really, you know, I was a little bit, I've never done anything like that before. So I was a little bit scared, but I was like, you know what? Everybody says we are so early. I have been a gamer for as long as I can remember since I was like five years old, right? I've been a gamer forever. I love the community. I'm not in it for like the clout or anything like that. I'm in it because I'm just passionate about it. And um, so for me, it's just, it's kind of just one of those things where it's like something clicks and you're like, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. Um, the media element for me, it's really important because I think it's who we have talking about crypto and educating people that are just getting in is extremely important. And, you know, I feel like I'm very honest very passionate, um, very straightforward. I just, I want all of the correct information to go out. And I don't like, you know, some of these people that are just influencers, which I really hate that word. I do not consider myself an influencer at all. Um, but some of these influencers, like they are just in it to pump their own bags. And I really, really fucking hate that. That just right. hurts the shit out of me. Right. And so yeah. if we can be a positive um, a positive place in the space for people to get their information from. And we're not trying to pump bags or anything like that. I think it's extremely important. Erica, I'm, I'm trying to reach influencer status. So don't, don't let me down yet. We're, we're trying to get, <laughs> I'm joking, but I feel you. Sarah. Yeah. Same question. Yeah. We, it, honestly, yeah. We're, we're doing the same thing too, right? We're over here building our platform, trying to talk to people. A Erica, Sarah, you, you sound a lot like us is like, we just connected, like talking to each other about this game, which I think we'll get into a little <laughs> bit and figured it'll be, you know, some good content for people. But yeah, Sarah, go ahead. 
Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's how Eric and I met. So it's been all so organic and now we're connecting. So it's, you know, the community part is really actually one of the parts that I like the most about all of this and that I get the most enjoyment out, but out of it. Um, but yeah, back to the platform question, I think that, um, for me, building a platform is really about problem solving. I am a engineer type and a data scientist, and I like to look at problem solving. So, of course, in early markets like Web3, there's just so many problems with clunky software, disparate data, and that's really difficult for game developers. So, kind of focusing on the game studios, the game producers, and wanting to solve the problem that I've really identified in this market um, with my co-founder at QGlobe. The sort of the Q dilemma that we've seen is that game producers, game studios, game developers, they want to focus on their art. They want to build good games. And they shouldn't have to spend all of their time trying to focus on distribution. And in Web 2, you have distributors like Steam. And they've done quite well at helping on the distribution side. But in Web 3, there's not a single distributor that exists. And there should be because this is software. So it should be automated where you can just click a button and distribute your game assets your game to all of the different retailers at the same time. You shouldn't have to be exclusive to one platform. You should be able to have your contract, um, you know, sort of divided up into different platforms. You shouldn't have to choose between Magic Eden, OpenSea, Binance, Bybit. You should be able to have a presence everywhere. And now as there's all these marketplaces coming up, like all the little ones, even if you don't have a huge allocation of supply to those smaller platforms, even if you just had 10, 50, 100 NFTs on that platform, it still gives you a presence on these smaller platforms. And so that's really the problem that we're looking to, to solve. Also, it's like you shouldn't have to spend 10 months to um, put all your eggs in one basket when you've spent, you know, years building your games, you know, game developers should be able to easily um, distribute all at the same time and not have to divide up various uh, sales into various platforms. So, yeah, that's kind of like this, the, um, the problem of like building the platform is to give gamers a place to also discover new games. Um, and discover like all of their information in one place because also it's like if you have all your assets on all these different platforms all these different blockchains for a gamer it's really hard to remember <laughs> like I have some wallets that I was like oh yeah I do own those nfts I forgot I had those you know it's on that other wallet I haven't been in for a while you know I forgot to transfer that you know to consolidate I have all these different wallets so just from a user perspective also that's a problem um so just like that 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 kind of concept of centralization is actually really helpful and really useful in this industry so I'm trying to bring centralization back for gamers and decentralization with the QGlobe platform nice I see the the service of now that you explained it that way yeah it's it's 
sometimes complicated to find all the different games, different platforms. They're all separated out. You have to hear it on YouTube somewhere, or you have to catch a podcast where somebody's talking about it. So uh, you're kind of eliminating that and, and just making projects more accessible through that. So that sounds good. Good work there. That's amazing. I, I want to look more into that myself. Um, research into it last night, and it seemed like a very interesting concept. Like, there's some websites out there that are already aggregate sites for, you know, like ICOs for initial coin offerings for crypto and stuff. And it seems like you really are trying to build a platform where you're doing that specifically for gamers and upcoming games. So, as a gamer, game I find developers. that, yeah, obviously, yeah. because those are the people that have to use the site for the gamers to be able to find it, right? And people and the investors who want to invest in these games to find it, right? So it's a dual platform. So it serves everybody in the industry. Exactly. But, um, speaking of gaming, it sounds like both of you ladies have been gaming for a while. Um, can you kind of just fill us in on like what your background in gaming is and what your all-time favorite game has been? Um, I really like Fortnite, but like when I was a kid, I was really into this game Crash Bandicoot. Like I was obsessed. I don't know if you guys. (laughs) I remember. I have that downstairs for my PS4 right now. Oh my gosh, that's so fun! Yeah, like I was just obsessed. So that was the game that I mean. There was a lot of Nintendo games that I was always playing as a child, but I think that for me, just like. So many fond memories, me and my siblings, like, obsessed with that game. It was so fun. And, I mean, there were so many, like, other ones. But I think that one, for me, like, will always hold a really special place in my heart. And then, yeah, I mean, as far as, like, today, um, just Fortnite, really. That's the one. You miss the building? Or do you still play? Yeah, no, I still play. With the building, though. Like, because I know they have the option not to not have the building anymore, right? Oh, wow. Or is, is that the only option? Because I know, like, my son plays Fortnite, and um, he always plays with the non-building. Like, they don't, he can't build when he plays. So, like, do you miss that? Oh, yeah. Well, that's the kind of the problem um, with centralization uh, in the gaming industry. But as far as Fortnite goes, I actually only got into it a year ago. So, I don't. Okay. that that feature anyway but as far as like missing it um but yeah i mean that's definitely uh identified problem in um gaming and i just put out a tweet recently about world of warcraft and um vitalik and how he got his inspiration to to build ethereum um because his um siphon spell was um removed and that was like a very expensive in-game asset for him. Oh wow! How about you? Remember that question? I definitely retweeted that, Sarah. I loved it. I was like, "Hell yeah!" Testing <laughs> 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 trade Ethereum. Yes. <laughs> a few World of Warcraft. No. <laughs> I actually never played World of Warcraft. I played Guild Wars. Guild Wars, like, not a lot of people know about it, but, like, that, to me, was... I fucking loved Guild Wars, and now they have Guild Wars, too. Um, My favorite game that I have ever played... Oh, my gosh. I don't know. Like, I was addicted to, like, The Sims in high school. I literally, like... Oh, my gosh, you guys. This is... Okay, this is how you know, like, you're a real gamer. Like, if you played The Sims... And your Sims all have green bars. 
but you in real life need to eat, need to pee, need to take a shower. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, that's like the real degen life right there is when all your sims are good, but you need, you need some work in real life. Yeah. Um, but as far as like all time favorite, I mean, I have so many, like, I love to play like fallout roller coaster tycoon. Like I love games where you can build the game that I'm playing right now is Age of Empires, and that is just my jam, like building a little colony and then, you know, building uh, stick walls and then gradually moving up to stone walls and building up your army and then attacking and like world dominance. Like the, I love Age of Empires. The new one is so good and they actually teach you about history and I'm not... I'm not a history person, but they actually do a really, really good job. So yeah, I, I'm going to show that game a little bit just because I absolutely love it. But otherwise, I mean, as far as... Number four? Age of Empires 4 came out? Um, yeah, it's um, Age of Empires 4, yep. What? I have been waiting for that game to come out, and I can't believe I'm sleeping on it. Well, thank you very much. That is the only information I'm going to take away from this entire interview. <laughs> I gotta go. Emergency. Family emergency. Bye. Yeah, um, yeah it's actually... I found out about it because I'm on Xbox, like on my PC. So I have, I mean, it's free. Like I pay a monthly subscription to Xbox, but like, yeah, that I downloaded for free. Nice. Yeah. I remember playing Age of Empires 2 when I was a teenager. Like that game was amazing. So I've been waiting for them to come out number four. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's because like when I was little, we had the game Risk. I don't know if you guys remember that board game, but, um, yes. But nobody ever wanted to play with me. And I mean, now as an adult, I understand because it's like, dude, I don't have six hours in a day to just like play Risk. Like, sorry, kid. But yeah. <laughs> so like, I would just play Risk by myself. And so I, <laughs> it sounds sad, but like, I mean, it wasn't sad for me. Like I had a really good time. So yeah. You like, you like the maps that Erica made. So I, I like shout out to the real time strategy. I was a real time strategy fanatic. I love all real time strategy, battle games, building I like SimCity. I like the building part of it. I like the map part of it. So that that's what actually uh, got me interested in, in Champions Ascension, like the land part and the building part too. So I think you'll be into that, huh? Yeah, yeah. I can't wait. Uh, Sarah and I, when we were backstage, we were talking about how excited we are to play Champions Ascension. Like we've got our characters and then they airdropped us pets. And so I'm like, all right, dude, I'm like ready to go. Like when do we get to play this thing? Because... I'm so excited, yeah, for, like, the land and the building aspect of it, the PvP. I mean, honestly, like, it sounds like it really has a lot, um, you know, for whatever kind of game style you're into, like, MMORPG, real-time strategy. It's it's pretty well-rounded. I'm just curious, guys, you brought up. up. Sorry, sorry, Z. <laughs> I was, was going to say, don't forget, ladies, that, uh, to register for Slice coming up in the first week of September. Oh, yeah. Wait, what is that? The slice? Yeah. The slice is It's going to be like the alpha alpha. The pre-alpha for us to walk around in if we're owners. If you, have if you hold primes. And it's going to be kind of a limited release thing. They're hopefully going to be adding more people as time goes. But registration, they said, was going to be in the first week of September with gameplay towards the end of September. So don't forget to register, ladies. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. This is now Champion, Champions Ascension we're talking about for folks uh, just tuning in. Well, go ahead, Vito. You had something. 
Yeah, no, well, I was just going to follow up, you know, continue the conversation about Champions Ascension. Um, I guess my first question is just which element of the game are you most excited about? And then, um, you know, let, let's get into talking about your guild and, and what's going on with that. So what are you, mo what are you both most excited about in, uh, from what we've seen so far in Champions Ascension? Yeah, I'm excited about just sort of the cross-pollination feature of other um, NFT projects and getting to kind of onboard NFTs into NFT games. Like, they will have um, different characters based on different communities. And so I think that that feature is going to be uh, super powerful to just, like, bring the whole NFT community into this um, new world of higher quality AAA gaming that you know Jam City is well known for. I am. I'm most excited. It's open world, and I love running around. So when I played The Witcher, like one of the things I love to do is like get on my horse and um, just like ride around and explore and like gather resources and craft. So yeah, I'm I'm most excited about open world and just exploring. And yeah, Sarah, like the triple A game, like you can see some of the the graphics that have been released, some of the teasers. They are doing an amazing job. And yeah, they are they're putting out an amazing game. Um I think that it's for some some people I think that they're sleeping on it. Maybe they just don't quite know about it yet. But I think once the word gets out, this game is gonna be massive. And that's right. that's, so the hope, open that's the hope and dream, right? <laughs> exactly. That, like we talk about this a lot. It's I think the gameplay itself is going to distinguish itself, like the uh, a Web three NFT uh, play to earn or play while earning gameplay, and and then great gameplay and and fun game is going to really separate itself from from the rest of the projects. So yeah, at that point, I think that's going to uh, make the word travel faster. But yeah. Uh, let us know, like, so what's the value of a guild and, you know, why, why are you, you know, deciding to start one in, in CA? And, and why do you think that's important? I think uh, some of us in here are part of the guild, too, but why do you think that's important? Oh, okay. So it's like resources, first of all. Um, there's some, you know, coming up in-game assets in the pipeline that are going to be super high value uh, to own as a guild. And so, you know, sort of on our roadmap is to create a DAO. And through this DAO, we plan to have um, crowdfunding for these, particularly for these high quality, um, high value one of one assets that uh, will really give our guild not just a competitive advantage, but um, will be a high quality asset um, that will just accumulate in value as kind of the theory, the thesis. And so one way for investors to invest in a game is through um, owning some preferred stock in the game. So getting in early, you know, uh, getting in with the founders and, and investing. Another way is to actually invest through a DAO into in-game assets and buy those assets early. So as we start to um, sort of build relationships with investors um, and start to uh, raise money for this um, strategy, I think that it will be just a, a handsome opportunity for 
really anyone who uh, kind of gets in with, with uh, gaming FTW. Yeah, 100%. And um, for me, for me, the guild aspect is that. Um, and then it's also just like having people to play with, you know, just like on a very basic level, having people to play with, like having someone to raid with. Um, every guild that I've been in, it's, you know, they always become like your like your friends, like your fam, right? You know, you check in with them, you guys play. Um, also, when you are raiding, especially if you're a higher level, and um, you get these epic drops, but you might already be all guild up, uh, geared up, but you can take that drop and you can either, you know, like Sarah said, like put it into the DAO um, and then have people kind of like bid for it. You can just give it to some of the people who are lower levels and get them geared up. So that's about, you know, that's what it's about for me as well is the community aspect and like having friends and just like being in it together because. You know, I mean, we all play the same game, but like at the end of the day, like you want to be the number one guild, like you want to be geared up, you want to be the first to raid and complete a new dungeon when it comes out. Like, you know, I mean, it's competitive, like we want to be number one, like don't get us wrong, like we're nice and everything like that, but like we're here, we're here to, we're here to win, like we're here to you know, dominate and um, get the best loot, get the best drops, raid all the dungeons. And so, yeah, that's that's one thing that I'm super, super excited about. So a big thing. It's in your name. Yeah. It's a, well, real quick, right? FTW, what is that? What does that stand for? Uh, uh, female tech warriors. <laughs> they also, right. They also say it's for the win. Is that like part of like a double entendre, like a play on that? So you're saying you're competitive, you want, you want to win. Is it for the win as well? Yeah, it's like for the win, and it's also like female tech warriors, but it's actually both, you know? Because like when you see gaming for FTW, immediately think for the win. But we also wanted to use that because for a double entendre to just highlight that this is a community where, you know, we're seeking 50-50 at least, like if we can, um, equally women and men, because we just think the best communities have a nice gender balance to them. And we also want to onboard more girls into gaming. Nice. So yeah. Let's go. I, I <laughs> love that. I love that. Well, yes. Well, you know, real quick too, I want to put this in. When I see, I, I might be from a different region or generation, but when I see FTW, to me, it means fuck the world. I don't know. Maybe it's a triple entendre. I don't know. I don't know if y'all meant that. That works too. Anyway. <laughs> right? Let's all go to Web3. So a quick question for you guys. Like, how is your recruiting process going to be? Because I have some viewers in here that are asking about that. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, we... So we're working with Champions Ascension to try to get a channel in their Discord. So that way we have a place for people to join us if they want to. Um, right now, we are on Sarah's platform on QGlobe. We have a channel in there for open recruitment. Um, 
on if you're on Twitter, you can go to at QGlobeNFT, and then that'll bring you into the Discord. And obviously, like we're just starting out, and so you know we don't have. Um, eventually, like we'll have a website and a Twitter page and all of that stuff, and so that will all be coming. Um, or you know, you guys can definitely uh, DM me on Twitter, and I can get you that information. I'm at Babes Crypto Land. So yeah. Yeah, let's go. You know, I think one thing too, if uh, maybe uh, some, and I'm not doing this right, but uh, maybe simple tutorials how to be, get people onboarded with the MetaMask by the NFT enter into the game. I think that would be super helpful. You know, and it seems like y'all have the platform to do that. So, cheers for cheers to what you're yeah. doing. Yeah, thanks for the recommendation. I'll definitely um, get going on a few tutorial videos uh, to onboard into um champions for sure thanks so much yeah we'll do that so i i, oh, wanted, sure. I want to ask this question to you guys um i know you guys go around and you have interviewed other crypto projects other gaming projects so um you know talking to so many brilliant people in the space what have you learned by interviewing so many founders and pioneers of this space Yeah, one of the um one of the best takeaways that I have from talking to everybody is that we are all in this together. Like we are all here to build the space. You know, I do talk to a lot of different um guilds and like gaming platforms and everything like that but you know i'll be talking to a platform and some of the other platforms will come in or i'll be talking to a game and some of the other games will come in and it's just it's because they're supporting everybody you know what i mean and so that's the biggest takeaway that i have is that we're all in this together like um we're all gonna make it you know wag me like i really think that that is actually true and then also from talking to a lot of the founders and a lot of the community managers, you know, um, people right now, they say like, oh, there's no fun games in Web3 or Web3 is just like a pyramid scheme or whatever. But, you know, the reason why there might not be a whole lot of games right now, they're in development, you know, good games take time. Uh, even like big time has been I just talked to them um, on Thursday Big Time has been in development for two and a half years, and they just released their Ruby passes, right? So if you take a look at, yeah, like their Ruby pass, what you can play right now and how long it's been in development, like this is going to take a little bit of time. And so it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, yes, we're early. That's good. But it means that people maybe just need to be like a little bit patient um, and just kind of like trust the process and learn as much as you can. Um and uh let's see what else was i gonna say okay. uh, yeah i think that's about it yeah <laughs> uh does with... not exist right <laughs> it, it should uh you talked about uh talk with big time was that a uh like a spaces or something we can find uh, yeah, definitely. So through Gokstein Media, I host a gaming space every Thursday. It's um, Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And so I talk to all different games. Um, this next week coming up, I'll be talking to Alluvium, which I'm super, super excited about as uh -huh. well. Yeah. So, yeah, if you guys want to come, like, I, I would love the support. It's kind of hard right now being a Spaces host because we're in a bear market. 
people are kind of like not as active as they used to be. So it is a little bit difficult, but, um, you know, I'm still, I'm going at everything with an, you know, a really great attitude. Like we're building, we're here. Like we talked about earlier, you know, just to bring it full circle, like crypto is not going anywhere. We're not going anywhere. You know, we're here to bring great content to people, educate them. And yeah, so we're, we're in it for the long run. We're riding the wave. Erica, we'll be there. I think all of us will. Well, I know I will. We'll be there to listen oh, to you and Louie. That'll be amazing. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. We're trying to build our own you know, Twitter space presence as well. So as, as much as we can you know, piggyback off each other and assist each other, um, love, to, love to do that. Um, so the, we are getting near the end of our time here. And this is a big question, potentially a big question. But um, they just want to throw this out there. Um, as you were talking about before, Sarah, um, you know, the drive towards a 50-50 split in, um, you know, uh, female versus male or however folks may choose to identify outside of that. Um, you know, is it difficult? Has it been difficult for you all to navigate uh, what many would call the bro culture of Web3? And um, how important is that to you um, when there is kind of this this element of anonymity that does exist for a lot of Web3? I think it's all about the community and just like setting the vibe. And I think everyone can agree that, you know, if you go to a party and it's all dudes, it's not as fun as if you go to a party where it's like a good, you know, gender balance and you know not to exclude like any other genders like whatever anyone identifies as like non-binary but I think that you know at the end of the day diversity always helps improve the culture and the vibe of every um party and so yeah just like when we get together and we're playing we just want to have fun and so that's really I think the vibe of um gaming ft dubs <laughs> I automatically got that, Sarah. I don't want to cut Erica's response off, but yeah, once once you said bringing in more women, 50-50, like, yes, please. I'm a guy, I'm a dude, I'm a bro. I, I love to see more women in the Discord, in the space, on the game, so anyway, I can help with that, or all of us. Like, I'm into that for sure. Oh, yeah. I remember back in the day playing Grand Theft Auto, and it was guys and girls, and I, I definitely didn't mind watching the ladies go on rampages. It was just as fun from our as the guys. And a quick plug, and I want to hear Eric, I don't think he had a response yet, but a quick plug for CA is, uh, and I heard Ice Told say this, is there's, you know, half male characters, half female characters in there. So I think that's a good start of representation for this game, which I'm proud of, you know. So, Erica, please, your response to that. Yeah, 100%. Um, actually, everything that Sarah said, like, I'm all about it. The diversity, it's it's fun to play with both guys and girls. It just, like, breaks it up a little bit. and. We, we do need more women in the space. Um, if, you are, if you are listening to this and you are a woman and you love to play games, like definitely please join us because we're going to have so much fun. Like I can't wait, but we do want guys to play as well. So yeah, everybody just play. We'll, <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll all have a great time. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Right. Yeah, Glad let's right. go. Yes. Um. Okay, as I want to give you to the final word, any order, no particular order, but yeah, uh, your final word to the Champions Ascension community. Um, you know, we a lot of the more active listeners listen in, and of course, we're expanding our reach as well. So anything you want to say about the game or about holding in, in a bear market for the space, final word, and, and we'll wrap it up. 
Yeah, it's really, it's the perfect time. So um, just keep holding and, you know, join the community. And like, we're going to have a lot of fun. So I can't wait. Sarah. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks you guys for bringing us on. Really, really appreciate it. And anybody listening, like this is the perfect time. Um, Get in, be active, make some new friends. Let's fucking go. LFG. We will, we'll, we'll, we'll tag your Twitters and, and everything and handles in the YouTube description. And we'll share this in the discord and our Twitter as well. So thank you for stopping by. Um, yeah. Feel free to drop off. I think we'll wrap up here in a little bit, but feel free. I, we really appreciate you on for what you're doing. Thanks guys. Thank you. Thanks. Really appreciate it. So are we going to wow, run sponsorship I'm- then and then do prompt time? I've cut you off that. Oh, uh, we don't. Uh, I don't think we have some prime time, but um, I'm super impressed, man. That was a wonderful discussion. I think was that oh. the first women we had on our podcast? I wasn't keeping track. Like official prime eyes podcast. Sure. Uh, yeah. And, and right. Erica is still here, so just, just so you're aware. Oh. Hi, Erica. <laughs> no, no, oh, not she left. left. Never mind. <laughs> yep. That was that was very cool. Look, I really hope even if it's I mean, come on, think about it. Like there's a whole half of if we're trying to expand the game. We have like a, a whole nother gender that's actually the majority of the world that also needs to be included in the game. And like I said, I think CA, you know, just by having half female NFTs for the Prime Eternals, that that was a good step. I'm glad Ice Toad was all over that one. Um, and it's cool to have the guild that's actively recruiting for women, for guys, for everybody. So that's just a good look for the game. Um, they need to hurry up and get their guild in the Discord. Um, and no hate to our guests, but, you know, I'm in a guild too, so I'm also going for the win. So I- I'm-, I'm down to uh, mop them up in the arena, just so y'all know. <laughs> I, can talk shit. I can talk shit now that they're gone, but yeah. Oh, but we, every, everybody's got to be treated equal on the sands. Exactly. Mop them up with, with everybody else. Now I think, guys, uh, we had a hard stop at one, so I don't know. Let's uh, let's just go around and wrap it. Um, how are you feeling? That was my reaction to that interview. I, I dig it. Um, it's a good way to start the weekend. Vita, how are you feeling about that? Hey, For I'm, I'm, yeah, no, yeah, you called me out. Don't don't call All me right. out and dismiss me. Come All on, right, bro. All right, you got it. Um, you got it. Hurt my, you hurt my feelings. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, no, man, I, um, that was a lot of fun. Um, it is always just cool to get a new perspective on, you know, what we're doing in, in the larger markets, right? Um, I'm not as engaged with the larger um, NFT markets or with crypto. So it's always cool to hear people who are, um, you know, much more knowledgeable about that um, and hear, you know, where we're going. Um, I'm also just uh, stoked to hear that there's some like pretty hardcore gamers out there who are starting to try to build a new, um, a new guild in our community. I think that, that we're going to benefit from that. I think the entire community benefits um, from us having um, more guilds and just getting more um, positive perception of the game and more people involved. Yeah, Erica and Sarah Austin, they have uh, pretty big platforms, like a pretty far reach. I think um, if they do onboard some people, kind of take them through that process of the NFT and buying into champions, then uh, that's good for all of us. Um, Dip, what's your reaction? How are you feeling after our episode 19? 
Like it, man. Um, and for our audience, you know, we're going to go deep into Web3 uh, because it just helps us explore more and it helps us find out more, uh, gives us more knowledge when it comes to champions, gives you more knowledge when it comes to champions. We are bringing these people up that have a lot of experience. Sarah and Erica have a great amount of experience um, in other projects, interviewing other projects, just giving us insights. So um, I'm just, you know, I'm very excited to do these just because it gives us a broader, a brighter outlook on the Web3 NFT space. And I'm very bullish, man. We're, we're here during um, a bear market right now, but we're not going to be in a bear market forever. So, uh, right. you know, it's going to climb out. The people who are in here now, the people who are holding, the people who are active in the community goes out to, you know, and it's going to go to show. With that and said, I just want a quick thing. My champions, my people in the Discord, anytime someone tweets out anything about champions like it comment retweet we all got to do that as a community let's get this game out let's show the world what this game's about lfg bro dip like we talked about this like it's it's it doesn't cost you all anything to like and to hit retweet nothing at all Couple let's do seconds. it let's go for our, let's go hard and it's not gonna taint your twitter feed because believe me i've retweeted tweeted like so much stuff and if anything you guys gain more followers i've gained like 300 followers within the last week so just keep active keep building your audience and you will influence people we will get this game scene wait time out shout out to oscar highs man he's been getting that twitter pumping so i'm, I'm resharing liking all everything that's on there like some like nice new graphics we saw the fat ziva on the like getting roasted i don't know well, he was doing something like all that shit is dope like i'm sharing it all day so it's, it's, it's easy, to share, easy to share that good content. Yeah, definitely. Shout out to Oscar Hobbs, man. Um, the Champions Ascension Twitter has been fire. I haven't seen that many retweets and likes and interactions. <laughs> I can't say. Oh, I join have. the raid. So it's great. The raid squad. Like the raid, raid team. Raid squads. I'm getting the notifications. Yeah. I, literally, I'm busy as fuck. Like I, I, I get the notifications. My Discord, I hit it. I click the link. I like it. I retweet. And I go back to my uh, real life activities. Anyway, yeah, boys. Uh, I thought I thought today was a great great day. Um, it definitely. Oh shit! I went on mute. Me... Damn, my bad. I was like, <laughs> Mac, how you feeling? Take us home. Go ahead. Uh, I'm doing good, man. Just I'm, I'm excited for uh, for the opportunities that having these two ladies in our community is going to bring for us as as well. Um, just like Dip said, though. Um, Let's 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 start to to bring it up, um, and let's support those ladies in their social media stuff too. Go follow them, like them, um, everything that that you can do to support each other. We're all a community together, and um, we get stronger together. So let's continue to do that. I just want to give a, a shout out to us for later though, and remind everybody that we got the uh, the Prime Minds meetup in Las Vegas on eleven eleven. Um, I know we put it in the community content in the CA Discord. Um, I know I have a link in my bio to fill out an interest, to fill out the interest form if you're interested or not. Fill it out for us so we can get an idea of uh, who wants to come there, and then any games that you'd like to play for uh, the twelfth. Because we're we're trying to trying to go big and have fun in Vegas and you know get everybody out, playing wait. some games together. Mac, I'm a little confused. I don't. They shouldn't fill if they're not going. Like they, they shouldn't fill it out. I don't think. 
and we should have discussed a, this off a, air. We put a question in there. <laughs> we that put was a, a joke. To fill it out, even if they don't want to go, bro. That's sarcasm. That was like a joke, man. That was like sarcasm. Check check the form, guys. Like if if you don't get my my silly sarcastic humor, then like I like it's those are dad jokes. I think. Uh, Dude, people love to take surveys, bro. And I and I was gonna say, well, we can run the sponsorship event because it's a reminder about that. And real quickly, just want to give a shout out to um, uh, LT who did our um, new uh flyer for this episode that's looking really good um it's a, a definite upgrade in our graphics so appreciate him helping out with that yeah lt the man anybody that's doing projects doing podcasts anything that need anything the guy is seriously talented so if you need something done please hit him up yes yep i got nothing to add besides it hey, go ahead and fill the fucking form out if you just want to fill it out it's actually just there's like two or three dad jokes in there just, it, even for just that, just fill, to fill it out, just to see if it's a funny joke. Anyway, that's it. It's a wrap. This is episode 19, and we are going to be uh, taken away, taken home by a word from our sponsor. Thank you all. And as you know, prime minds always think alike. We are out. And now for a word from our sponsor. This weekend, in celebration of triumphant Kakadons all throughout the lands, all fried geckoid will be half off at the sleeping Kakadon. And not half off as in half eaten. We're very sorry about the miscommunication last time. This time, we promise, no half eaten geckoid. So join us in a toast to Karks and all that they have achieved. Thank you.